You're listening to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, speaker, coach, and your guide for ambitious women to become industry leaders and grow a sustainable business without the hustle. Listen to conversations on authentic leadership, self-awareness, and strategic planning for growing your business. I believe big dreams can be your reality when you embrace all of who you're meant to be and focus on the business that works for you and your lifestyle. Now let's dive into today's episode. I just love when you meet people and whether it is the background or like room divider in the Zoom meeting or their Instagram page. And I'm like, you are my person. I know that we have so many things that we can share in our mission of helping other people make their lives better. And so we have some different philosophies, but there's also so much that overlaps that I was like, absolute yes, let's get you on the podcast and have you chat and share everything that you know um, as well. So welcome to the show, Samantha. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. Awesome. So before we dive into kind of what you do and what got you started, I branded myself as a multi-passionate coach, and I believe that it's important for us to bring all of who we are into the work that we do. So what is that thing that you're very passionate about, but doesn't necessarily show up when we see your brand or what you do on social media? Mm, So I'm really passionate about connecting women to their intuition. Um, It's kind of disguised under this business coach label, but really my philosophy is your intuition is the best business plan and marketing strategy you could possibly have ever, hands down. And any coach or mentor that says there's one way to do it, uh-uh, because everybody's intuition speaks in in different languages and in different tones and speaks up and quiets down at different times. And so my huge passion is just learning and supporting my clients and everybody in my life and myself with the tools and like the support to lean in to their gut instincts, understand what it feels like to have those gut instincts and really connect with their their soul, their highest self, whatever you want to call it. We can just label it intuition for now. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I mean, that's what I do. So I, it's that self-trust is probably the hardest part of business, but also that really foundational piece and figuring out what works for me, what's going to make me successful and also happy because like what is success unless you're not fulfilled and enjoying that process and so I love that that's at the core of what it is that you do I think it does come across in your brand uh, even under the label of business coach but I love that that's like the core passion of who you are and what you do as well oh thank you Awesome. So let's talk about the business side of things now. And so I'd love to hear kind of your journey of what even got you into the entrepreneurial space, but also like, how do you show up and serve as well? Yeah. So, you know, I always felt kind of definitely like the black sheep of the family. Like everybody was either like laughing at me or like yelling at me. (laughs) So it was kind of the sign of like, hmm, I don't really blend in very much. I was either like, honestly talking to imaginary friends or like crying about something or like I just was very emotional and now I look back like a very intuitive child 
And so when I think about my journey, it was actually really interesting that I even went to college. Nobody was like forcing it on me. I think just society, like my high school is like, this is the next step. So I'm like, okay. But if I think about it, I really went to college mostly for the social aspect. I was like, this could be fun. I'll meet a lot of friends. Um, and so I went to school at University of Florida. Um, I studied advertising and all through school, I just... I never had like a real end mission. Like all of my friends were going into finance and investment banking and they would always ask me, Sammy, what are you gonna do after graduation? And I'm like, you know, I feel like something with social media, like I could really tell how much people were just getting sucked into their phones months after months. I could really like see that shift taking place. This is, you know, a while ago now. So Instagram wasn't as, um, on the mainstream as it was then. And I had this feeling like this is going to be people's new websites. And so I would say like, I don't know, I'm, I'm looking into Instagram and maybe I'll run people's Instagrams and travel. And I just had like no plan. And that's kind of still how I live my life partially. Um, and so I, I went through the motions and then I bumped into a soup company and I was at a farmer's market in Gainesville, Florida, and it is hot. Like it is very hot there, especially in Gainesville. It's like a swamp. It's a swampy, hot, honestly, really magical place if you know Gainesville at all. And so I'm like, this soup company is like popping off in the middle of this swamp in a hundred degree weather. And there, it's like the longest line in the whole farmer's market. So I'm like, okay, well, I got to try this soup. So I go and I try it. And I'm like, this is the best damn soup I've ever had in my life. And so I'm looking at it, just these two like older men. And I start talking to the guy, Dr. G, who's a naturopath. And he's telling me his whole life story um, about how like he cured his cancer. He's traveled the world and all of the ingredients that he's used to help heal people in their practice. And himself, he put into these soups. These were like these magical soups. And I was just like sold. So I asked if they needed an intern. They were like, yes, please help us. So I worked my way from intern to chief marketing officer to CEO in about like six months. And my whole life just kind of changed. I got the entrepreneurial bug. I loved the way that I felt in that role. I loved having access to mentors and I went on to raise venture capital, which was a whole other ball game. And it was this, I mean, I just was sweating profusively 24 seven. I was so nervous, but it also just like put me into the fire. Like these mentors were like, you're going to go pitch to this guy and we're trying to raise money and we got to do this. And I did that for about two years and I was loving it, but I heard the whispers of you can do this for yourself. Like you can help other people build their brands and have more flexibility, but I just didn't trust myself at that point enough to go off on my own until my dad got a diagnosis. And I like in that moment when the doctor called me and explained what was going on with him, that was, I think the first time in my life that I heard my own voice so clearly, like just speak to me like a movie, like somebody else coming down and saying like, pack your bags, you're going to Jersey, leave your job right now. And like, you're going to go be with him because he doesn't have long. And I just knew it. Um, and so in that moment, I was like, I won't ever be in a position if I can, you know, have the, the privilege and the fortitude to make that happen, to not be able to prioritize my family and not be able to make decisions on a whim that are most important to me. And that was the precipice for launching my own consulting business. 
it's one of those things about life of like, you need that catalyst, but you also like, don't want that thing. But um, we all, I think many of us, especially as women, because we do trust our family, society, the media, so many other things before we trust ourselves that it literally takes God being like, boom, hello, I've been telling you this thing for months, for years, for us to get that wake up call. But I am glad that you finally learned to listen to your voice and kind of recognize like this is not just a fleeting thought, but actually where I'm supposed to be heading. And now you've turned that around to help other people. So you've helped other businesses, you've grown your own business, and now you're helping people to kind of grow in their own success. So I'd love to hear um, even the story of soup. I mean, I remember the first time I went to a naturopath, I think I was like 14 years old because traditional medicine was like, you have all these things. And I was like, but I don't because I went 14 years without having a problem. So how do I magically have it now? Uh, and a naturopath was able to help, you know, figuring out a lot of these things. And my mom has kind of kept eating that way for, what is that, 20, oh, ooh, almost 20 years now? That's scary to say out loud. Um, but kind of learning that and that journey. So I love that, you know, you, you found the story of this person who healed himself and then Again, selling soup in Swampland, Florida sounds not my ideal thing as summer is approaching, um, but also like, you know, hey, like go for it. And if it's carrying my body and keeping me alive and healthy, but the story behind that is how you also got a promotion in the work that you were doing. So I'm curious to how storytelling, I'm just gonna ask for all the answers and all the secrets to share with my audience, but how does storytelling really kind of formed what you do in this marketing and business space? Yeah, so you really just nailed it already. I mean, you you saw the link. So when he told me his story, like that was all the marketing that they needed. Like when you hear somebody's lived experience, you hear the struggles and you hear how they prevailed through that, there's nothing like it. And so it was the first time I realized, oh, wait a minute, just a story can be an entire marketing strategy. Like just your lived experience can open the door to, I mean, your wildest dreams, because there is a piece of your story, I promise you, that every single human on the planet can relate to in some way, even if it's not straightforward. And so the first thing I did with that company was extract the story and put that in the forefront. And that, I mean, opened so many doors. And so that is also what I do with clients now. It's really, really the foundation of not only building their own confidence, because if we don't take the time to not only reflect on our story, but write it in a way that empowers us, it can be truly, I believe, the single thing that holds us back from putting ourselves out there because there's always going to be that lingering fear of like, what if somebody asked me how I got here? I don't know how to say it. I don't know what I feel comfortable sharing. I don't know what people are going to think is interesting. And so, yeah, I just think it is, it is pivotal. I mean, I think a lot of times we also think sharing our story, we have to share the most traumatic or dramatic kind of experience and truthfully we all have them but maybe don't want to share them but I think at any point in time whether you've had a common cold or you've had a very intense diagnosis you're like soup can make me feel better like that's a generic thing that every soup brand has really kind of done across the world but also recognizing hey here's someone's story that we can put 
on a map. And I was, I actually kind of love that this story started for you with something as simple as soup, because I think a lot of times we're like, well, I'm not anything special, but like soup's not anything special on the surface level, but here's this magic soup that can heal your body and keep you healthy and keep you going as well. So I think, you know, I'm a fan of analogies and examples, but like this one to me, one, it's true, but two, I'm like, just takes it to a whole nother level because there's a whole aisle in your grocery store of 37 brands of soup. And yet down in swampy, humid, yeah. very hot Florida, like Florida people, like people go standing on a beach here is also the same type of place that they were able to grow and excel a brand and have a long line at the farmer's market to do it. Yeah. So like, if that's not a story, never heard one that I guess, but I'm, you know, I'd love to hear some tips and tricks on how you help people bring out their story um, into the work that they're doing, whether they're a coach, whether they're a healer, whether um, consultant or something else that they're doing. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to give everybody some, some prompts. So I call this my magnetic story framework. And so it's really designed to help you build out your story and your personal story is your brand story. Like your life story embodies your why, because everything that you've experienced has led you to why you want to launch your business. And I promise you there's a through line, trust me. Um, it embodies your mission and it also will embody your vision and where you actually want to go and where you want the person you're telling this story to, to, you know, walk with you. Um, and what you mentioned is really important before you even get started, because there's a couple of things with story that comes up a lot. One is I haven't done anything very interesting. Like people have these incredible or traumatic or dramatic stories. Like mine is really boring or really basic or whatever it is. We'll address that. The second one is um, the vulnerability aspect. I think that a lot of the vulnerability talk in 2022 um, isn't as like trauma sensitive as I think it could be. And so I really want to encourage everyone that when you are deciding what you want to share publicly in your story or not, to really do like a physical body check. And so when you write it and you speak it, if you shrink when you get to that part of your story, don't include it because it's a, it's a part of you that isn't fully healed yet. It's a part of you that still needs to be inside. It's not ready to be brought to the light, but if you have overcome something or something was um, powerful enough that you want to share and you feel safe and you feel comfortable sharing it without tears welling up in your eyes or without getting a bad feeling in your stomach and you stand up tall when you say it, include that. You're ready to. And some things are always going to be sacred for you. And that's fine. Like if you look up Topsy on Instagram, you'll find her. She's amazing. She's the only uh, one. She's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Um, she says, don't, you don't have to pimp your story. And I'm like, yes, like you do not have to pimp out your story. Like this is not what we're here to do. Um, so keep something sacred for you. And then the other piece is, um, my story isn't like this grand story. Well, that just means you're going to be relatable to more people who haven't been like, haven't had to become a refugee, right? You don't have to have these, these huge stories, these huge triumphs to relate to another human. It actually probably means that you're going to be even more relatable. And if you do have one of those grand stories, 
beautiful. You can share it if you feel safe enough to, because even if somebody else on the flip side, hasn't been through something like that, you can still, they will still relate to the human experience of emotions, being scared, having to take risks, even if it's on a grander scale. So I hope that sets everybody at ease a little bit as, um, if you're driving, you know, listen, but if you are at home, take out a piece of paper and just start brainstorming because this is definitely a process that we could procrastinate for a while. Yeah, I love that. Completely agree with that. And I think honestly, even when we do hear those grandiose stories, a true storyteller, a great speaker, writer, whatever they might be, actually brings it down to the very relatable moment. It's not the time that I climbed the top of Mount Everest or whatever thing. They're like, the first time I went rock climbing um, because they want to make sure that it is relatable. And I think the fact that you want to emphasize that, like, please people take it in. I'm repeating it only so you can take it in and not ignore it. But I think that's kind of the most important part of it is saying like, here's this thing that's just like everyone else. I also went to college. I also got a corporate job and it was or wasn't for me type of thing, I think is actually 10 times more beneficial, especially in this entrepreneurial space compared to winning an Olympic gold medal or some super awesome thing. Those are great. I'm happy for all those people, but like, I can't relate at all either. So same, totally. Yeah. Great, great, great emphasis. Um, okay. So step one in this five-part framework is awareness. And so I, this is where we start to do the introspective work of, okay, what was I like as a little kid? And you may not include like any of these qualities in like your, your grand story that you share on a podcast or to a potential client. And that's okay. But all of this is evidence for then you to build out your story. And so awareness, what was I like? Was I sensitive? Was I fearful? And then also were you, when did you become aware of these natural talents or gifts or um, passions that you had? Was it when you were really young, a teenager, later in life? And yeah, just asking yourself, did you know at all that you were destined to be doing this, this in your life, this, this type of work? Um, when did you start to hear those whispers of your intuition and talk about that? So that's step one. Step two is going to be experimentation. So how did you begin to embrace these gifts and these passions? And so did you make any investments? Did you sign up for a retreat? Some clients I've worked with, like their biggest pivotal moment was they took one yoga class and they didn't think they were the person that would ever take a yoga class. And that yoga class literally changed the entire trajectory of their life because they realized, oh, I can be a person that takes a yoga class. Well, what else could I do? What other way can I, you know, express my personality and, you know, tear myself out of this little box that I've put myself in as somebody who doesn't go to yoga classes, right? So it could be really simple. Maybe it was just a book that you read. So think about the ways that you started to experiment with those intuitive whispers, with your gifts, with your passions. From there, then you start to see some results in life. So how did your life start to change when you decided to walk a little bit further? So that yoga class, where did that lead? Did that lead to a friend that led you somewhere else? Did it lead you to a retreat that, you know, inspired you to launch your own business and start retreats for yourself? You know, what was that? Um, and not only in your life, what kind of results and different shifts did you get, but also were you starting to make an impact on those around you? So say um, in terms of results, you changed your 
lifestyle. Maybe you launched a business or maybe you went on a health journey, right? So how did that start to impact other people around you for better, for worse? Did you start to maybe share what it is that you're doing with other people and start doing consulting or doing your job before you even thought you did? What was that, um, those results like in your life? What were those changes like? And then step four is that claim your power moment. And so it could be like, I reached the top of Mount Everest. I declared that like, this was my, my path for my career. Um, or it could be much smaller than that. It could be, you know what, um, well, this isn't very small, but like, I'm going to leave my relationship. Um, it could be just a promise that you make to yourself that I'm not going to speak to myself like this anymore, or I want more money and I deserve it and how I'm going to go get it. Right. So you can have, and you will have so many claim your power moments. I promise you, you have tons of points in your life that you can point and be like, damn, that was a big sliding glass door moment. That was another one. And what I want to encourage you to do is when you start to share your story with, just share with friends, your partner, family, get people's feedback, look at them, see when you share certain things, which ones they're like, oh, wow, which ones they have a reaction to. And most importantly, which claim your power moments feel really good in your body because that is going to make you feel the most empowered and the most excited to actually share your story and, um, avoid soft talk here. Like you are amazing if you're listening to this. So please do not downplay these claim your power moments. Like if you left your marriage, talk about you packing your bags and leaving and choosing yourself. Like you do not please don't downplay it. Don't soften it. Don't discount the amazing triumphs that you've had in your life, big, small, whatever. Um, and also like any roadblocks that you came up against, like, did you have hesitation? Like I did to actually fully claim your power. Did that have repercussions? And looking back on that moment now, do you have a different perspective that you could weave into your story? And then number five, which is, that's it future. So where are you going and why is it important to you? And what is your mission now? And that is at the point where, you know, it's really great to work with somebody to help you get that clarity on what does this next step of your journey look like? Because if people don't know where you're going, it's really hard for them as customers and as clients to feel like, to feel that energetic safety and excitement to be like, yeah, I want to come with her. Because she knows where she came from and she knows where she's going. And like, I want a piece of that. Yeah, I love all of that. And I, I think to go step two of that experimentation, we're so scared because we see whoever our role model, superhero, whatever might be. And you're like, they're perfect. They're perfect because they've been doing the same thing for 25 years. So like practice has gotten to them a level of expertise and excellence. Um, and so recognizing what that really looks like, but I love that you were saying, try <clears throat> try the yoga class, go and see what that first thing is going to be. I hear so often, I think it was even probably when I joined the online space, like end of 2019, 2020, being the worst of it, of um, stop throwing spaghetti at the walls. And like throwing actual spaghetti at a wall is a weird thing. I don't even know why that became a mm. phrase, but if you don't try it, how do you know? If you're a professional athlete, but you never kicked one soccer ball or you never went to one dance class, how on earth did you know you could be a professional athlete? If you never learned to write your name, you definitely had no shot at making it through high school or to college or anything 
beyond that. And so we're always so scared of those first steps. But if you knew how to drive a semi, you know, or 18 wheeler truck or anything, then why'd you go to driving school? Why'd you have your parents ever let you back out the car from the driveway? And so not being afraid of those first moments and recognize that we have been a first at something over and over in our lives. And like, as a mom, I'm watching my kids do first time and time again, like even my nine-year-old, I'm like, here's your first time of doing this, you know, type of responsibility or house chore, helping with his sister. And it's like, why are we so scared of doing that in our business? So I think, yes, recognizing the awareness of it, the trial and error of it, getting the support that you need, because you cannot build your glorious empire, whether that's six figures, seven figures, or $5 even, without taking those first steps, but that experimentation piece being so essential in knowing what's for you and what's not for you. And if it's possible for you, if you don't throw the spaghetti at the wall, try something that first time as well. And so like, I will repeat that a thousand times over, but I'm so glad that's a part of how you help your clients in building out their story and also knowing what's next for them in life and business too. Yeah, totally. I mean, you're so right. The experimentation is seriously so huge. And I like how you brought it into into like the real time because there's people listening to this that are really trying to figure out what that next step is. And I think that, I think especially in in the age that we're in, people are so uncomfortable experimenting for two reasons. And listen, I like, I do love social media, so I'm not like hating on it. I think it's- Oh, I love it too. Yeah. And- I think that it's become really detrimental in a couple of ways because one, especially as personal brand owners, and I love the way that you brand yourself as multi-passionate because it's like, well, you got to pick a title. Like you got to pick, you got to make a bio. So it's like, it's already literally putting you, your identity into a box. So it's like, well, you know, how much can I really experiment? Like I kind of just got to like pick one thing and, and do it. And then also people are not sharing on social media about the ways that they're experimenting or how they did. Like they're just not. I recently shared on Instagram because I'm committed to helping people see that like I didn't just get here and get really good at coaching. I've been doing this for five years and I, you know, started doing just everything that was probably totally inappropriate for me to be doing. Like writing press releases and doing like email marketing when I had no idea how to do it. And like, yeah, I have been fired by a client before because he's like, you need to be a coach. Like you need to stay far away from anything technical. Like do not do any of this. Stop immediately. Like literally told me that I was like, I was basically doing HTML, like email marketing things for him. And I kept messing up because I'm not good at that, (laughs) but I'm like, I got to try, you know, at the expense of, um, you know, at the expense of him, unfortunately, but I learned my lesson quickly. Um, So yeah, please like not only experiment, but when you get to the place that you are feeling really confident in your craft, talk to other people, put it in your story about how you did get fired by your first couple clients. And you did try all these different things because it really does give people the freedom to do it for themselves. Love that. Absolutely. Love that. All right. You have shared so many nuggets of wisdom and I love that you've shared this, you know, story framework, because I think that becomes the core, whether it is marketing or sales or client retention or 
honestly just getting up in the morning and having a purpose, you have, you know, given us these steps of really having that confidence of like, I can trust myself, I can lean in. And I love what you added about recognizing how your body is reacting. Um, like it shouldn't be that difficult, but I think a lot of times like we think it's too much. And so we think about butterflies in the stomach, but like just as much as if your shoulders tense up, if you if you magically get a headache with saying one sentence or hearing someone's name, it's not magic. It is literally your body being like, this is a problem. You should listen to me and not waiting till we get to the point of burnout or exhaustion, but like go take a nap or get rid of that person in your life or hire or run towards whatever experience, you know, based on what's giving you that excitement or thrill. And so I love that you kind of mentioned recognizing and trusting your body, your thought process, what keeps repeating itself just as much as going through the process of how we continue to grow our business and kind of create the life that we're looking for as well. But what is that one thing that if they forgot everything that's happened over the last 20 something minutes, what is that one message that you want everyone to associate when they hear the name Samantha just as much as when they see your brand or come across you in the future? Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, I'll say in context of this podcast, write your story, write your life story down. Because if you or your people don't know where you come from and you don't walk around owning the power of your lived experience, it is really hard to make decisions for the future. So write it, see how freaking powerful you are, like see how much you've overcome. And also know that like everything that you've overcome has been preparing you for any of these challenges next. And when we can see that and read that story and feel it and embody it, it just brings us such a next level amount of confidence um, and compassion for ourselves. So write your story. I love that. All right. So where can people find you? How can they learn from you if they actually want to work with you? Like what's the next step that you think we should take? Yeah. So, um, we have a four month business school. Um, it's called Zen boss Academy. And so it's for creatives, coaches, healers, consultants, anybody really looking to get from, you know, way, way, way beginning ideation to like actually having a successful service or product to launch with their communities. Um, that launches twice a year. The next opening is in, um, October of 2022. They're intimate groups. Um, it's a live coaching program with an online curriculum and it is, absolutely incredible. The results that we get in there are just, are really beautiful, really magical. Um, and then I also do private business mentorship as well. So you can reach out at zenbossacademy.com or, or excuse me, at zenbossacademy on Instagram, um, at Samantha Bove on Instagram, um, or my website is Samantha Bove. Um, and if you just search Zenboss Academy, that'll come up too. Awesome. And I know you shared an awesome gift of a five minute meditation. So I will drop that link in the show notes. So as people are checking you out on social media and your website, they can also go take action. Um, because I, I think it's so important for us to really learn to trust ourselves and have that foundational confidence so we can reach the next level of our success. So thank you so much for sharing your story, as well as all of these tips and tricks with the audience today. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. 
Are you searching for a way to grow your business as you create your best life? Click the link in the show notes to get your free guide, Five Simple Steps to Build a Profitable Business Roadmap Based on Your Natural Abilities. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, take a moment to share it on Instagram or your favorite social media platform and tag me at Kristen Edwards underscore. Or go the extra mile and leave a rating or review to help more women listen in and join our community. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. Until next time, dream loudly.